You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quiet people have it rough, and I'll tell you why. When a quiet person is in a social situation, insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. When someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. And as an incredibly loud person, I think I know why this happens. It's because a quiet person offers a blank canvas that we can all project our inadequacies on. If someone is quiet but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk, and you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. If all it takes for you to think someone doesn't like you is for them to be quiet, the call is coming from inside the house. You just made someone your enemy because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. And I know because I used to feel that way. The way I got over it was learning to not be so self-centered all the time. Long story short, just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. The man you just heard was Dan Donahue. He's a comedian and writer based in Los Angeles, California. I first came across Dan in his Sync Talk series on TikTok, and this particular clip that I've just played for you really spoke to me. It's the first time I've heard a self-proclaimed extrovert accurately explain the main thing that people get wrong when it comes to introverts. But before I give you my thoughts on this topic, let's go all the way back to the beginning of the clip and listen to it again so I can explain all the nouns, verbs, and adjectives and make sure you understand everything that was said. And before we do that, I want to welcome you to Real English Radio. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you for being here and welcome back if you are an OG listener of the podcast. And a big shout out to all my listeners in the Dominican Republic. Que lo que mi gente, un saludo para todo lo me. All right, my friends, let's go back to the beginning of this clip so I can explain all the details. Let's do it. Quiet people have it rough and I'll tell you why. When a quiet person is in a social situation, insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. Quiet people have it rough, and I'll tell you why. So have it rough. 
This just means to experience difficulties or hardships, especially more than other people. So when he says quiet people have it rough, he's saying that quiet people have a, a more difficult life experience than loud people or extroverted people. Right. They, they experience more difficulties. Things are harder for them. They have it really rough. And you can use this not just for quiet people, obviously, for anybody. This person has it rough. Those people have it rough. I have it rough in this particular context. Hopefully that makes sense. And so then he says, when a quiet person is in a social situation, insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. Now, you might know this word already, but just in case you don't, insecure describes somebody who's lacking self-confidence or self-assurance, right? They're feeling uncertain and anxious about themselves. That's an insecure person. It's basically the opposite of a secure or confident person. And so insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. And to project your insecurities in this case, or project any feeling that you might have, basically means to attribute your thoughts or feelings or your attitude onto another person or situation. So if you think about it in the context we're talking about, somebody who's naturally extroverted or loud or needs social interaction, if they're insecure about themselves, and they're around a quiet person who isn't giving that same level of energy or interaction, they'll typically say, I'm feeling this way because of that person. They'll blame their insecurity on the person who's being quiet when that person is just being quiet. You know what I'm saying? So they're projecting, they're basically blaming somebody else for the way that they feel or think internally. Right? All right, cool. Let me go back a few seconds. Actually, I'll just start again from the beginning and we'll continue. Quiet people have it rough and I'll tell you why. When a quiet person is in a social situation, insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. When someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. And as an incredibly loud person, I think I know why this happens. When someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. So default is the word I want to explain. Default it just refers to the preset or the typical way that something functions. So when you first buy a cell phone or a TV, however it's configured when you first buy it, we refer to those configurations or settings as the default settings. It's the way that it comes automatically. It's the way that it comes, let's say, naturally. I can't find another way to express the idea, but those are the preset ways that it's supposed to function right? The default settings. So if you think about people, somebody's default reaction is just like the typical way that they react or the way they react automatically if there's no other specifications or instructions. So if we go back to the context, when someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. So what he's saying is a lot of people's automatic reaction, the first thing they assume or the first thing they think or feel is that this person is rude. And of course, you might know this already, but the word rude is just like showing a lack of respect for other people. You're very impolite. You don't have good manners. You see what I'm saying? That's a rude person. So a lot of times people who are insecure around very quiet people, they assume or they automatically think or their default reaction is to think this person is rude. This person's arrogant. This person's an asshole or something like that. All right, I'm gonna go back a few seconds and we'll continue. When someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. And as an incredibly loud person, I think I know why this happens. It's because a quiet person offers a blank canvas that we can all project our inadequacies on. 
quiet person offers a blank canvas onto which we can project our inadequacies. I know he didn't say it that way. I'll, I'll read his actual words. It's because a quiet person offers a blank canvas that we can all project our inadequacies on. The way I said it and the way he said it, it's the same thing. It's just the way I said it was more formal, just so you know. But the words blank canvas, this is like a reference to painters. So if you think about a painter, before they paint their painting, <laughs> before the painter paints his painting, before, <laughs> before the painter begins to create his painting, that's another way you can say it, the canvas or the material on which he paints is blank. There's nothing on it. There's no markings, no nothing. It's empty. But in this case, empty doesn't make sense. We use empty more for spaces and containers, but for surfaces, like a canvas, it's blank even though the idea is the same, right? So this quiet person acts or offers a blank canvas that we can project our inadequacies on. So think about it metaphorically. This quiet person is very hard to read. There's no information for us to decipher. We don't know what they're thinking. We don't know what they're feeling. We don't know if they like us. We don't know if they dislike us. We just don't know what's going on. So it's like you're looking at a blank canvas and you don't have any information to receive. There's nothing going on. You're confused. You're lost, right? And so we can, it's very easy for us in those cases to project our inadequacies onto that person or our insecurities. And the word inadequacy is just the state of being insufficient, not being good enough, right? And a, a similar word is inadequate. If a person or a thing is inadequate, it just means it's not good enough. So inadequacy describes the state of not being good enough. So we project that feeling of insecurity or an inadequacy onto that person because we don't know what else to do. We don't know what they're thinking or feeling that makes us uncomfortable. So we immediately project or blame them for that feeling of discomfort. I really hope that makes sense. All right, I'm going to go back a few seconds and we'll continue. It's because a quiet person offers a blank canvas that we can all project our inadequacies on. If someone is quiet but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. <laughs> if someone is quiet but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. And what I want to explain is the little phrase, you go. Because if you think about it literally, it doesn't make sense. You're not traveling anywhere. But at least in American English, I don't know about other countries. In American English, it's a very common way to describe somebody's reaction or somebody's thoughts or what somebody said when telling a story. So I'm going to say the same thing in a different way. If someone is quiet, but you're secure with yourself, you might think or you might say, oh, they must be shy. Now I'll say it again the original way. If someone is quiet, but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. So again, the phrase you go is just indicating what your reaction is or what your thoughts might be or what you say in that particular case. It's very common when telling stories too. Like you might be telling a story to your friend and instead of saying, I said, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, blah, blah, blah. Americans might say something like this. I went, blah, blah, blah. And then she went, blah, blah, blah. And then he went, blah, blah, blah. And of course, now I'm speaking in the past tense. Instead of I go, I'm saying I went. I really, really hope that makes sense because it's a very common thing for Americans to do when we're speaking informally. You're not going to write that way in a business email or a contract or anything like that, but it's a very, very, very common way of speaking. Let me play it again. On. 
if someone is quiet but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk, and you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. Okay, so you can, you probably heard, after he finished those first two sentences, he kept saying, you go again, right? If someone is quiet, but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk. And you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. Let me play it one more time. Someone is quiet, but you're secure with yourself. You go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk. And you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. So you see, he said it like four times in four separate sentences. And I'm, the reason I'm highlighting that is because it's a very common way of speaking in American English. I can't speak about other dialects, right? So let's continue. He said, this is where you get into weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk. Steve is such a jerk, bro. And a jerk is like, we use this word to describe an obnoxious person, somebody who's rude or mean to other people. That's a fucking jerk. And I guess a stronger word that you might be more familiar with is asshole. That's a much more common thing to say, at least for me. I can't remember the last time I heard the word jerk. It's not weird. It's not strange if you say it. It's not an old word or anything like that. It's, it's, you can say it and there's no problem. It's just personally, I use very strong language. I curse a lot. So I, I just, you probably never hear me use the word jerk under any circumstances. But if you want to use it, it's totally fine. It's just a much weaker version of the word asshole. You can use it anytime, anywhere. It's not a curse word. It's not a bad word. Although obviously if you call somebody that, it could be offensive because it's not anything positive. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes you're getting those weird situations where people will go, Steve is such a jerk. And somebody else will say, what are you talking about? Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. So really he's, he's talking about a common situation that you might experience at a party. Imagine a house party, a bunch of people in the living room, in the bedrooms, in the kitchen, everybody's talking and drinking and having a good time. And Steve, the introvert or the quiet person is just like leaning against the fridge. And just in case you don't know, to lean against something just means to use something to support all your body weight. So he's just leaning against the fridge, and the fridge is short for refrigerator, where you put your drinks and your food so they don't go bad in the kitchen, right? So he was just leaning against the fridge. Why are you calling him a jerk? And he's trying to describe a common situation where insecure people will start to project their inadequacies and their insecurities onto somebody who's quiet when that quiet person wasn't doing anything to bother anybody. And immediately they say, he's an asshole. He's mean. He's rude. He's arrogant, blah, blah, blah. When it's really just somebody projecting their insecurities onto another person. All right, let me go back a few seconds and we'll continue. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk, and you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. If all it takes for you to think someone doesn't like you is for them to be quiet, the call is coming from inside the house. Okay, two things I want to explain here. At first he said, and this is the point I'm trying to get at. This is the point I'm trying to get at. And to get at something in this context, it just means to imply or suggest something, a particular meaning or a particular point. 
you, what, what you're trying to communicate more or less indirectly. And so you might hear in a conversation, if somebody is explaining their point or expressing their ideas, but they're taking forever to get to the point and it's not clear what they're trying to say, you might hear somebody ask, okay, what are you getting at? What exactly are you getting at here? Like, what is the point? What are you trying to express? What are you trying to say? Because you're saying everything except the main point, And it's not clear to me what you're trying to express. It's not clear what you're getting at. And so when he says, this is what I'm trying to get at, he's saying, okay, I've been talking for a little bit, but this is the point I'm trying to make after having said all this other stuff. Okay, let me play it one more time. where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk, and you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. This is the point I'm trying to get at. Another way of saying that is, this is the point I'm trying to express, or this is what I want you to understand. This is what I'm getting at. Okay? All right, let me play one more time. We'll continue. It's the fridge all night. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. If all it takes for you to think someone doesn't like you is for them to be quiet, the call is coming from inside the house. The call is coming from inside the house. Now, this is not like a, at least for me, I've never heard somebody say this before. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a common expression in English. Maybe people say this in different parts of the country. I don't know. But when I hear it, what I understand is if all it takes for you to think that somebody doesn't like you is for them to simply be quiet in your presence. When he says the call is coming from inside the house, he's basically saying it's not an external problem. It's not the person being quiet. That's the issue here. It's something internal. That feeling of insecurity, that feeling of discomfort is coming from within. It's not being caused by anything in your environment. It's all in your head. It's all in your heart. It's all in your soul. It's about you, right? So this thing calling your attention, it's not coming from outside. It's not the quiet person. It's you. Your insecurities, your feeling of inadequacy, your your obsession with yourself and your need to be validated by the people around you, that's all an internal problem. It has nothing to do with this person who's being quiet. Okay? All right, let's continue. You just made someone your enemy because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. <laughs> you just made someone your enemy because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. So you might know this word already, but enemy is basically the opposite of friend. If you think about a war, for example, the people fighting on your side, those are your, what word would I use to describe that? They're not necessarily friends, but they're, what, what, what word would I use to, use to express that? Hold on. What do you call the people who fight on your side? I'm Googling this in real time. What do you call someone who enjoys fighting, who fights with you? Belligerent, contentious. Okay, Google's not going to give us the quick answer. I should have asked ChatGPT, but we don't have time for that shit. You get the point I'm trying to express. An enemy is the opposite of friend. If you're in a war, the people fighting with you are on your side. The people you're trying to eliminate are the enemy, right? Somebody that you feel hatred for, somebody you feel malice for, somebody who is your foe or your adversary, the person you are fighting against, that is your enemy. So you just made somebody your enemy. You just decided, I don't like this person. This person's a jerk. They're rude. They're an asshole. Simply because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. Now, that might not make literal sense to you, but he's referencing what we do with dogs how we treat dogs. You know, when you see a dog in the street or maybe you have a dog and you rub it on the head and you pat, 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 pat it and tell him he's a, or her, good boy, good girl or something like that, right? What he's saying is 
you just decided you don't like this person because they weren't giving you all this attention and validation and admiration and, and interacting with you. And so since they didn't give you that, you decide, oh, this person's a piece of shit. I don't like this person simply because they didn't validate you simply because they didn't make you feel secure and treat you like the center of the fucking universe. That's the idea. Let me play it one more time. Inside the house. You just made someone your enemy because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. And I know because I used to feel that way. The way I got over it was learning to not be so self-centered all the time. He said, I know I used to feel that way. And the way I got over it was by learning to not be so self-centered all the time. And so to get over something just means to recover from something or to overcome something. In this case, he's really saying the way I learned to deal with this or the way I learned to accept this is by not being so self-centered. And to be self-centered, as you might have guessed, it just means that you're excessively interested in yourself, excessively interested in your thoughts, your needs, your feelings, and you're not really concerned with the thoughts and needs and feelings of other people. It's all about you. You are the center of your universe and you want to be the center of everyone else's universe. Everything that everyone says and does somehow has to do with you. Even shit that has nothing to do with you. You somehow find a way to make it about you. And this is what I feel. And this is what I think. That's all that matters to a self-centered person. So he learned to get over this or accept the fact that not everybody's going to pat you on the head and call you a good boy by just not being so self-centered and realizing that other people's behavior 9.5 times, maybe 9.9 .9 times out of 10, it has nothing to do with you. So stop thinking so much about yourself and the way you think about other people might change. That's the idea. All right, let's continue. Patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. And I know because I used to feel that way. The way I got over it was learning to not be so self-centered all the time. Long story short, just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. Long story short, just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. So the phrase long story short we typically use this to, to introduce a summary or the main point of everything else that we said. And basically what you're saying is to make a long speech or story or explanation even shorter, I'm going to give you the main idea. That's really what you're communicating. So he talked for maybe 60 seconds and gave different analogies and, and touched on different points. And he finally said, long story short, or in summary... Or basically what I'm trying to say, basically what I'm getting at is just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. Now, this is not the most common thing to say, to be quiet at somebody. It's not really a natural thing to say in most cases, because to be quiet is just to be quiet. The, the action is not directed at anybody in particular. But when he says being quiet at you, the reason he says it that way is because he's emphasizing the fact that this person's quietness, this person being quiet, that action is not being directed at you. It has nothing to do with you. That's really, so it's not the most natural thing to say. You would never say she's being quiet at me. It sounds weird. But in this particular context, when he says it, it sounds natural and it makes perfect sense only because he's emphasizing the fact that being quiet is not a direction or it's not an action that's being directed at anybody in particular. I really hope that makes sense. It's a small detail of English grammar, but in this case, it makes perfect sense. And hopefully now 
you understand why he said it that way. Just because somebody's being quiet doesn't mean the silence is being directed at you. They're not trying to make you feel a particular way or think a particular way by being quiet. They're just being quiet, you know? That's the idea. Let me play it one more time. The way I got over it was learning to not be so self-centered all the time. Long story short, just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. All right, my friend. Now we're going to play the entire clip from start to finish. Let me see. It's uh, about 60 seconds. So we'll play it again one more time. That was redundant, wasn't it? We'll play it again one more time. <laughs> you are going to play it again or we're going to play it one more time. You don't need to say again one more time. It's, it's redundant. So we're going to play it again and we'll see how much more you can understand. Let's do it. Quiet people have it rough and I'll tell you why. When a quiet person is in a social situation, insecure people will project their insecurities onto that quiet person. When someone is quiet, a lot of people's default reaction is to think they're rude. And as an incredibly loud person, I think I know why this happens. It's because a quiet person offers a blank canvas that we can all project our inadequacies on. If someone is quiet but you're secure with yourself, you go, oh, they must be shy. But if someone is quiet and you're insecure, you go, they must hate me. This is where you get weird situations where someone will go, Steve is such a jerk, and you'll go, Steve was leaning against the fridge all night. And this is the point I'm trying to get at. If all it takes for you to think someone doesn't like you is for them to be quiet, the call is coming from inside the house. You just made someone your enemy because they weren't patting you on the head and calling you a good boy. And I know because I used to feel that way. The way I got over it was learning to not be so self-centered all the time. Long story short, just because someone is being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. All right, my friend, so how was it the second time around? Could you understand all the words, all the nouns, verbs, and adjectives? I sincerely hope so. And I'd like to remind you, if you want to get access to the transcript and the vocabulary guide with the detailed explanations and stuff like that, you can click the link in the description of this episode and subscribe on Patreon. But now, my friend, I just want to give you my personal opinions on this topic because this is something that has affected me my entire life and it took me over 20 years to understand what Dan was saying in this video like my whole life I've been a relatively introverted person a relatively quiet person I tend to listen more than I speak in most situations especially with people I don't know very well and I just even when I was in high school when I was in college a lot of people either told me or I've heard other people how can I say this? People would tell me directly or people would tell me what they've heard other people say about me. And it's the following that Tony is just arrogant. He thinks he's better than other people. He's rude. He's antisocial. He's, he looks mad all the time when I just be I just be doing my own thing, man. I just be chilling. I'm not like, you know. And so I think a lot of people, especially extroverted people or people from warmer cultures where social interaction is a constant reality, it's, you're constantly interacting with other people. People who come from this environment or have this type of personality, they typically misinterpret quiet people's behavior. They misinterpret the silence. They often think that the silence is being directed at them. And they think, oh, if this person is not talking to me or not giving me attention, they must not like me or they must be angry or they must have a problem with me. When it has like most of the time it has nothing to do with you. And I've always found it was so strange where people would assume I was mad or arrogant just because I was quiet. 
I never understood how somebody could interpret silence as fucking arrogance. That was always the dumbest shit to me. But I guess, I mean, as I got older, I understood what Dan was saying, which is just typically those people are just insecure. And they're they're so used to receiving so much information from the person they're talking to. They're so used to being given attention and feedback and interaction that they simply don't know what to do when they come across somebody who just doesn't talk that much or somebody who's not in the mood to talk. Somebody who's maybe socially anxious, somebody who's just introverted and prefers not to be social with people they don't know very well. They don't know how to react to those kind of people. They don't know how to deal with it. And so, like Dan said in the video, most people's default reaction is to project their insecurities onto that person and say, he's arrogant, he's a jerk, he's an asshole, or blah, blah, blah. And to me, that's just the dumbest shit ever, bro. I think so many of us you know, we typically form our opinions and our perceptions of people based on the way they communicate. And so when somebody has a very different way of communicating, something that's different from yours, somebody's very quiet, introverted, or even shy, we think that we know what's going on in that person's head. We make assumptions because it's easier to assume than it is to investigate. And we just end up forming very false and distorted ideas about people we know nothing about. You know nothing about. I've always found it strange that instead of walking up to that person and talking to them, simply asking them, hey, are you feeling all right? I noticed that you're a relatively quiet person. I was just curious to know why you don't talk very much. Something as simple like that. Just being curious and trying to show this person, hey, your behavior and way of communicating is different from what I'm used to and I want to understand it. So I figured I'd just come and ask you about it. What most people do is not talk to that person at all. And they'll talk to other people about that person. Look at this fucking guy. He thinks he's better than us. Well, he's too good to come sit with us and talk to us. Or, or if they do choose to talk to that person, they'll direct insults or make assumptions. You know, why are you so quiet? Right? You hear the tone of my voice, the fucking contempt. Why are you so quiet all the time? Why don't you ever talk to people? And what you're communicating when you speak that way is what the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you behave like us? Your behavior is making me uncomfortable and I want to know why you decide to try to make me uncomfortable, asshole. It's fucking dumb, bro. It's fucking dumb. And it took me so long to realize that people's perception of you many times has nothing to do with you. If you're, and this is for the introverts listening, if you're just naturally a quiet person, if you're shy, if you don't feel comfortable interacting with people you don't know very well, then like, don't, you don't need to change for anybody, bro. And I'm not saying that you don't need to improve your communication skills. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be more social because in many cases that can be beneficial to you and the people around you. That's just what I think. I think that building meaningful relationships makes life richer. And it's hard to do that if you're not talking to people, but I'm not saying, or what I, what I am saying is that you shouldn't try to change who you are or how you behave to please other people. That is fucking dumb. You shouldn't do that because people who truly love you and want to be around you for who you are are not going to ask you to change who you are. They're just not. Now, a good friend will tell you when you want some bullshit. If you're doing something fucking stupid or you're doing something that's clearly hurtful or wrong, a good friend will tell you that. But a friend that a friend that sees that you're just naturally shy or introverted or quiet will not try to force you to communicate more or step out of your comfort zone when they know you don't want to do that. I hope I'm making sense because it is a fine line, right? Like a good friend who knows that you need to get out of your comfort zone because it's good for you 
will encourage you to do that. But a bad friend will say, look, you need to change who you are to make other people comfortable. You need to change who you are to make me more comfortable with you. That's not a good friend. You don't need, like, fuck those people, bro. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're quiet, fucking be quiet. You know, anybody who has a problem with it is probably not somebody you want in your life anyway. And for the extroverts listening, for the people from warm, very social cultures listening, I think what people need to understand is just because somebody's being quiet doesn't mean they're being quiet at you. Just like Dan said in the video. So maybe stop being so self-centered, stop making so many assumptions about people's words or behavior and be a little bit more curious investigate a little bit more and try to understand this person that's making you feel uncomfortable because again if you're feeling uncomfortable in the presence of somebody who's not even talking to you it's internal so maybe see a therapist i don't fucking know i don't know bro but i think a little bit more patience and understanding is needed you know because it's what i've always found strange too and this is not my idea i heard this somewhere and ever since I heard it, I never forgot it. But if you go online and you and you look for resources about communication skills, about interpersonal relationships and stuff like that, it's typically advice on how to be more extroverted. Right. If you're shy, try these things in a conversation. If you're introverted, how to not be awkward in a conversation. It's always introverts trying to be more extroverted. I have never seen a video teaching extroverts how to shut the fuck up for a little bit. I've never seen a video teaching extroverts how to just be quiet and enjoy silence. I've never seen something like that. If you're extroverted and you need constant interaction, here's how to shut the fuck up and enjoy silence for a little bit. I've never seen a video like that. Never read a book written on the topic. Nothing. So I think the world, I'm not going to say the world was made for introverts, but I think that socially, you probably have a better time if you're an extrovert, if you talk a lot, if you're constantly interacting with people and you thrive in those environments. But if you're an introvert, it might just be a little bit harder because people often misinterpret your silence, you know, and they, they don't have the curiosity or the patience to investigate and try to get to know you a little bit better or make you feel more comfortable because a lot of people are insecure. A lot of people are performing when they're out in public, right? They want to seem like this particular person and they want to appear to be this or appear to be that and protect their reputation. So we all put on masks to appear a certain way when we go out into public, which is why I've always preferred interacting with people one-on-one. -on -one. From a very young age, I noticed that people behave differently when it's just you and that person as opposed to when it's you, that person, and four or five or six other people. It's a completely different human being. 
So I've always preferred interacting one-on-one because then you typically get to see, I can't say who that person really is because we're complex individuals. We're all different depending on the situation or the environment. But I've always found that one-on-one people typically pretend a lot less, especially when you listen to them and they feel comfortable talking to you. They'll share all types of stuff and you feel, you just, you don't feel like this person is performing for you the same way they do when it's like, a group of people or a party or some social situation. I've always preferred that, you know? And so anyway, I just, um, (laughs) introverts have it rough, man. Quiet people have it rough because a lot of people are insecure and they don't know how to interpret silence. They're very uncomfortable with silence and many cultures and many friend groups and many situations, silence signifies a problem. A lot of people feel the need to fill every single moment with noise. Even if if what they're saying is fucking useless or pointless or uninteresting, they just need to talk. They need to say something because the idea of sitting in silence with people is just unbearable. Silence signifies a problem when in my mind, I'm not going to say there's nothing more beautiful than silence, but silence is beautiful, man. There's like, If you can just sit with somebody and just enjoy their presence, you know, if you don't feel the need to be talking all the time, I think that's how you know you're truly comfortable with somebody, when you don't feel the need to just fill every single millisecond with words or noise, you know? I mean, think about the people you love the most. Think about your best friend, your closest family members. Do you really feel the need to be talking all the time in their presence? Probably not. I don't know about you, but. I've definitely had friends and uh, it's like this with my sister as well. She's also very introverted and I don't know. It's just like speaking about my sister specifically, whenever I'm around her, I don't feel the need to be like, we could literally, this is no bullshit. We could be sitting in the same room for two and a half, three hours and not say a single word to each other, but, but enjoy every single minute of each of each other's presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no problem with just sitting in silence. And if we have something to say, then we say it. But it's not like we just need to be talking just to be talking. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's different. Every relationship is different. But I think taking some time to consider this concept of really analyzing your insecurities and your form of communication and how it might be different from other people's is extremely important, especially for people learning languages. Because a lot of times people are so self-centered and romantic when it comes to their expectations of other people this is why a lot of times people from warmer cultures like latin america for example they'll go to a stereotypically cold culture like somewhere in the u.s or germany or england or something like that and they perceive people's behavior incorrectly they say these people are so cold and rude and it's hard to make friends and these people don't like me and they're racist and xenophobic When a lot of times, like, in the mind of the locals, they're not even fucking thinking about you, bro. Not even thinking about you. And I'm not picking on Latin Americans. I love y'all. This is just an example. But sometimes we go to another place and we view everybody's behavior, everybody's words and actions through the lens of our culture, through the lens of our expectations. And we expect other people to behave in a way that makes us comfortable and behave in a way that satisfies us. And that's fucking dumb, bro. It's understandable. It's human. We all do it, but it's still dumb. And so I think taking the time to analyze 
our expectations of other people, our preconceived notions, and the way our brain malfunctions sometimes. It's very, very, very important because one misinterpretation can create or destroy an entire relationship. Imagine going somewhere and not being able to make any friends just because you haven't checked your own insecurities. You haven't even stopped to consider the fact that you are misinterpreting people's words and actions, you know? And when you're learning English or any other foreign language, you have to respect the culture. You cannot start learning this language or go to that country and expect everybody to behave the way you want them to behave, right? You got to be curious. You got to be open. You got to be patient and try to understand life from these people's perspective and then maybe form an opinion. You see what I'm saying? And even after you form your opinion, it's not like your opinion is going to change the way other people behave. You just have to accept it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is be more accepting of all forms of behavior the same way you want people to be accepting of your words and your behavior and your personality and your culture. It goes both ways, bro. It goes both ways. So, I don't know, man. I just think this important. Uh, this episode is really important. This topic is really important for quiet and loud people, for introverts and extroverts. People are different, man. And you can't assume that you know what's going on inside somebody else's head, especially if they're just being quiet. So the next time somebody's quiet in your presence and it's making you uncomfortable, why don't you just say that? You know? Hey, man, I mean, you seem kind of quiet and I feel kind of uncomfortable. I just want to make sure there's no problem. Like, did I do something to offend you or blah, blah? And you'll probably never say that to somebody, but that's much better than just assuming this guy's a fucking jerk. This guy's an asshole. This guy's arrogant because he's being quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like, communicate, bro. If you're feeling uncomfortable, do something about it. But do it from a place of curiosity and empathy and understanding and love. Don't just throw all your insecurities onto this other person that's not fair so next time somebody's quiet and you're curious or uncomfortable you want to know what's going on just ask them you know you feeling all right i notice you're a pretty quiet person are you an introvert are you deep in thought is is there something you want to talk about like you know what's going on something like that and make sure and always check your tone you don't come from a place of aggression or contempt you come from a place of i noticed this thing about you and I just simply, I just want to understand. So if you want to tell me that's cool, if not cool, I'm going to leave you in peace. Because now I know that it's not a problem with me. You're just a quiet person. No worries. I think that's a much better approach than saying, look, this arrogant asshole over here thinks he's too good to talk to us. Fuck that guy. That's stupid. You know? Anyway, man, much love to all my introverts out there, man. I know it's not... It's not always easy in them social situations when um, your way of communicating or your level of comfort in those situations isn't really appreciated or respected or accepted. But man, just you just got to accept that it is what it is. And other people's treatment of you, what other people say about you, what other people do to you, almost always has nothing to do with you. So... Don't be afraid to keep being yourself, man. If you're quiet, fucking be quiet, you know? And another thing, now that I'm thinking about it, because I'm freestyling here, I'm not reading notes, you guys. I'm just speaking off the cuff, speaking as I think and thinking as I speak. But another thing that just came to mind, I've just forgotten. <laughs> Give me a second. 
Damn, I really forgot what I was about to say. It'll come back. Just give me a second. Give me a second. Ah, ah, yeah. Okay. I remember. It always comes back, man. It always comes back. What I was going to say is that a lot of times what people don't understand about introverts or just quiet people in general, I, I think a common misconception about introverts in general is that we don't like people or we don't like social interaction. We don't like talking. This is absolutely false. When speaking about myself and most introverts that I know, it's not that we don't like talking to people. It's not that we are antisocial. It's just that with many introverts, we're not, we don't act extroverted until we're around people we feel comfortable with. So if you're around somebody and they seem introverted and they're not very social with you, they're not talking a lot to you, and you're like, damn, you're a pretty quiet person, it's probably because they don't feel comfortable around you. Generally speaking, obviously every case is different, but I find that to be the case many times because I love to talk. I love making conversations. I'm a fucking podcaster, bro. I love talking. I have a podcast that I do interviews on for an hour, two hours, three hours sometimes. I love making conversation and exchanging ideas, getting to know new people. I think people are fascinating, but I just do it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not social and outgoing and extroverted with everybody I meet. It's just with people I feel a connection with. And I simply don't feel a connection with everybody, you know? So I don't speak for all, for all introverts, obviously. But for many introverts I've met and heard and speaking for myself, that is the case. So maybe just understand that it's nothing personal. And if somebody's quiet and not being social in a, in a situation where you expect them to be social... Maybe you make them feel uncomfortable. Maybe they just don't want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's an, I wouldn't say it's a complex topic, but I definitely could talk about it for a long time. And if I had somebody to bounce ideas off of, like if I was having a conversation with somebody else, I'm sure we could go much deeper into this topic. But the point of this episode is just for you to consider it. Because it's a very common issue that... A lot of people don't talk about, especially not introverts, because they're not going to expose themselves on the Internet like this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, only other introverts understand the way introverts feel in situations like this or enlightened extroverts like the guy in this clip. He finally understood like it's nothing personal. And those those feelings of discomfort were just feelings of insecurity it was just me insecure about myself and trying to project those insecurities onto other people and what's funny or sad is that you find this between all groups of people not just introverts and extroverts but men and women black and white young and old rich and poor this country and that country it's the same shit this is a human problem other people make us feel no it's not the right way of saying it we feel insecure in the presence of certain kinds of people or we have certain preconceptions about certain types of people. And then when being around those people, we feel that, that discomfort and something is wrong. And instead of addressing our internal feelings, instead of, instead of addressing our insecurities, we look at the other person and say, they're the problem. Fuck those people. That is dumb, bro. So check your insecurities, check your communication style, check your personality, and remember that not everybody's going to act the way you do. Not everybody's going to act the way you expect them to. And if you're feeling some kind of discomfort or confusion or something like that, it's better to investigate from a place of curiosity and empathy and a true desire to understand than it is to come from a place of anger or resentment or contempt or judgment, especially when you don't even fucking know the person, right? Right? 
All that does is cause more problems and ruin more relationships. So I guess that's it for now, my friend. I think this is a good place to stop it. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully it's given you something interesting to think about. But that's it for now, my friend. This has been another episode of Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.